Well, hello and welcome to week one of one of our most favorite series of the entire year called Reruns. During this series, we watch some of our favorite television shows of present and past, and we learn biblical principles in a fun way. I want to encourage you to be a part of Cultivate Church in person during this series. We have popcorn, Little Debbie's, Cokes. It is a ton of fun, and this is an incredible series to invite your friends and family who maybe don't like church, who get to experience church in a fun way, maybe for the first time of their life. I'm excited about this entire month. We're going to be watching some incredible shows together. We're going to see the new ABC hit Abbott Elementary. We're going to pull out an old favorite, an ABC show as well called The Middle. Uh, we're going to watch a new Fox show called Welcome to Flatch. And today we're watching what is one of the most incredibly funny shows called Young Sheldon. Young Sheldon premiered in 2017 on CBS and it's almost a prequel to the popular show The Big Bang Theory. If you watch The Big Bang Theory, you know Sheldon is one of the most uh, popular characters really of television history. He's one of the most funniest uh, people and characters ever on television. And young Sheldon is actually the prequel to his life. It's his life growing up. And it revolves around young Sheldon and his family, the Cooper family. And uh, dysfunctional is a good word to describe the Cooper family. Young Sheldon is a brilliant kid, and it's about him navigating life and his um, ultra-religious mom, his kind of disconnected dad, and his unique siblings. And in this episode, we're watching season two, uh, episode 21. And in this episode, we're introduced to their pastor, Pastor Jeff, and we learn that Pastor Jeff is going through a pretty difficult time. He's going through a difficult moment uh, in his life with his relationship with his wife. And uh, many of us learn these lessons of life, of going through difficulty. We all navigate them in different ways. We all experience pain, hurt, and heartache in different ways. And the way we handle it, the way that we navigate it, the choices that we make through it, the feelings that we have through it. And overall, in today's episode, we're going to learn what the Bible teaches us about navigating difficult seasons of our life. And so I want to take a look at this very first scene and see what's going on in Pastor Jeff's life. Take a look at this. A few times a year, there was a dedicated day where my school was closed. This allowed the teachers to catch up on their administrative duties. On one of those days, I got to spend time with my mom at her job. Did you write that? You betcha. Instead of puns, have you considered composing a humorous palindrome? It's a phrase that reads the same backwards as forwards. For example, do geese see God? Trust me, both ways. Come inside. Some other good ones are radar, level, kayak. That's a funny word, kayak. Never get me in one. So, what's the plan? How will I be entertained all day? I thought you could be my little helper. I prefer executive assistant. Carries more weight. Fine. You stay here. I'm going to go talk to Pastor Jeff. Good morning, Peg. Any morning you wake up is a good morning. <laughs> Come in. Good morning. Oh, it's dark in here. Uh huh. Everything okay? Mm hmm. I need you to use your words. My marriage is over. Mm hmm. 
can sleep in the same bed anymore. In the 50s, people had separate beds. Lucy and Ricky did it. Their marriage worked. I, I'm sure it's just a rough patch. Boy, I hope so. Well, if there's any way I can make your life easier, you let me know. Thank you, Mary. I really appreciate it. Oh, I almost forgot. Um, Sheldon's here with me today. Great. smell like cigarettes. You're fun. Do you know what this binder is? It's a record of donations people make to the church. This data could easily be transferred into a computerized spreadsheet. Why isn't it? No idea. You also smell like mothballs and been gay. Bye. I hope you don't mind. I invited Pastor Jeff for dinner. That's fine. I was talking to your father. What's the occasion? No occasion, just thought it'd be nice. His wife coming too? No, just him. They having problems? He's just coming to dinner, that's all. You two having problems? Are we? No. Pastor Jeff's wife is so much prettier than him. It's like Barbie married a turtle. Hey, here's a fun idea. How about you and Sheldon have dinner at Meemaw's tonight? All right. They are a weird looking couple. You want to eat at my mom's too? Oh, come on, you got eyes. So in this first scene, we learn that Pastor Jeff is having some difficulty in his marriage. And what I love about the illustration is that it's the pastor that's having trouble. Many of us think that we're the only ones that are having problems. or We're the only ones facing it. Sometimes we look around the church, we see the pastor, we think, well, they've got it all together. They're the closest to God. They're perfect people. They're teaching us what to do. But the reality is every single one of us face problems and difficulties in our life. You know, the enemy likes to make you think that you're the only one going through something. You see, if he can isolate you in your thoughts or your feelings or your emotions, and he can get you really down and he can get you really depressed and he can tell you that you've done everything wrong, that you deserve what you're going through and that you're the only one facing a problem, that you might as well just give up, just stop, just quit. But the Bible teaches us what I think is an incredible verse of Scripture in Job 14 and 1, where Job says, Man who is born of a woman is few of days and full of trouble. Job, who knew a lot about trouble, if you've never heard Job's story, I challenge you to go to the book of Job and read his story in the Old Testament. He knew what it was to experience trouble in his life. And I love this illustration that he gives. He says that any man born of a woman, well, I know it's 2022, but let me just tell you, all of us are born of a woman. And any person born of a woman has few days and full of trouble. In other words, you're going to experience problems. You are going to have trouble. I'm going to have trouble. You're going to have trouble. Your neighbors are going to have trouble. Everybody you see, even behind the smile, they're facing something. They're going through something. And not only did Job give us this little wisdom from his own experience, but Jesus himself told us this in John 16 and 33. When Jesus said, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. 
Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Jesus himself gave us a little bit of wisdom, said, hey guys, look, I just want you to know, I don't want you to be caught off guard by the problems that you're facing. I don't want you to be confused that just because you're a Christian, just because you're a Christ follower, just because you're living your life for me, don't think that you won't have problems, because you will. In this world, you will have problems. You'll have many trials. You'll have many sorrows. You will face difficulty. So maybe today, just in these few moments we've spent together, you're already encouraged to know it's normal that you're facing problems, that I'm facing problems, and everyone else watching online with us today is experiencing problems. In this next scene, we see Pastor Jeff's response to the trouble that he's having. And I would be willing to say that most of us have the exact same initial response that Pastor Jeff does. Check out this conversation. Pastor, would you like to lead us in grace? I'd be honored. Heavenly Father, thank you for this food. I pray that it nourishes and strengthens us and bless Mary for preparing it. And thank you for the Coopers who have invited me into their loving home. They are a shining example of what a marriage can be. One that I hope to have again someday. Amen. And please give me the strength. The strength to walk this road with unconditional love and joy in my heart. Amen. 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 Well, let's eat. So, uh, who do you think the Oilers are going to take you in the draft? Oh, I don't really follow sports. I'm just going to eat. What's he doing here? Y'all getting a divorce? No, no, he's just here for dinner. Oh. Welcome, Your Holiness. I thought you were hanging out with Veronica tonight. We were supposed to, but then she invited a bunch of our choir friends over and it turned into a stupid Bible study. No offense. None taken? Honestly, I do not understand the female mind. Do something. Georgie, why don't you go eat dinner in front of the TV? No, it's all right. Sounds like Georgie's having trouble navigating the perilous waters of a relationship. Believe me, I can understand. You having problems with your hot wife? Maybe I'll go eat by the TV. Veronica says I'm the nicest guy she knows. She also says she only wants to date nice guys. Does that mean she wants to date me? I bet she doesn't. No, she does not. Does it make any sense? Nothing they do makes any sense. I know. At least she's not like crying anymore. Devil's got something to do with it. I can't thank you enough for this. It was our pleasure. So, Pastor, are you going to try and talk things out with Selena? Well, we're really not on speaking terms, so I'll just be heading back to my office, sleep on the couch. That's ridiculous. He can stay with us, can't he? Uh, I guess that'd be okay. Of course it would. Oh, I couldn't possibly impose. Sure you could. In fact, you can take my room. Well, y'all are too kind. Hello? Oh, 
Did y'all have a good time? It was yes. great. Oh, Mom, Pastor Jeff is going to be spending the night. If the kids could sleep at your place? No. Bye. Pastor Jeff is trying to answer the age-old question of why? Why me? Why am I going through this? Why am I facing this? I love the conversation between Pastor Jeff and Georgie trying to figure women out. Now, I can go ahead and tell you that's a losing battle. We're not going to figure it all out on our own. You're never going to be able to answer the question why every single time. Now, there are moments where we have trouble and we learn that we're the cause of it. We made bad decisions and we can easily see it was my fault. I did it. I created this problem in my life. There's moments in your life where trouble is caused by other people. You could not have controlled it. You could not have stopped it. You could not have prevented it. But because of their decisions, you get the consequences of it. And then there are moments in life where we just don't know the answer to the question, why? Why is this happening? But everybody, every one of us, usually our first response when we have a difficult situation is to try to figure out why. Why is this happening? Why me? Why am I facing this? We talked about Job just a few moments ago, and Job did the exact same thing. In Job chapter 7, verse 20, he said, If I have sinned, what have I done to you, O watcher of all humanity? Why make me your target? Am I a burden to you? Job is asking God the question, why? If I've done something wrong, can you just tell me? What have I done to make you mad, God? What have I done to make you upset? God, what is it that I have done that has prevented you from putting blessing on my life? Am I in trouble? Have I been grounded? Am I in time out? What is it, God, that I've done? If you'll just tell me, I would love to know, am I a burden to you? God, am I too much for you to handle? God, have you gotten tired of me? God, have you given up on me? You know, the enemy wants you to think today that you're the reason that everything is wrong and that God has given up on you, that God can't forgive you, that God's not listening to you. You see, sometimes when we have problems, we blame God for the problem or we think God's not strong enough to fix our problem or we think God's so mad at us that that's why he's not answering our prayers. But the reality is... When you go through trouble and you're facing the problems, even though you may not have the answers, this is the moment to lean into God, to begin trusting Him and relying on Him. Don't rely on yourself. Don't rely on what you can understand or what you can figure out. No, you begin to lean into God. You begin to give up on your understanding and you trust Him. The Bible teaches us that in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Not just a portion of it. Do not depend on your own understanding, but seek His will in all that you do, and He will show you which path to take. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't depend on your own understanding, but seek His will in all that you do. Seek Him. Seek His knowledge. Seek His understanding. Seek His help, and then He will show you which path to take. Today, you may be facing something, and you may be asking the question, why? You may be trying to seek answers, put all the puzzle pieces together, but today, don't lean on your own understanding. No, acknowledge God. Trust Him. Lean into His will wisdom and he will the bible says make your paths straight 
as Pastor Jeff continues to wrestle with this situation, we discover an important element that we all need in facing difficult decisions. Uh, check out scene three. George. What? What's wrong? The pastor's up making tea. What, you want me to blow on it? Go talk to him. About what? I don't know. Maybe you could give him a male perspective on relationship issues. How about this? Well, if I close my eyes, pray on it. Hey. Oh, hi. I hope I didn't wake you. No, no, no. Just keep getting some water. <clears throat> Can I fix you some chamomile? No, thanks. So, just tough times, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, does the Bible say anything about heartache and such? Psalm 147, verse 3. The Lord healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. Well, there you go with. Except I'm feeling kicked in the nethers right now, and he sure is taking his sweet time with the healing. He takes sweet time about a lot of things. Not that I'm complaining. You know, his will, not mine, etc. <clears throat> you know, one thing I can say is that Having a happy marriage is it's hard work. Oh, I know. As the pastor, people come to me with relationship problems all the time. <laughs> Bet you hear some juicy ones, huh? Juicy doesn't begin to describe it. Give me a sample. I can't. Strict pastor flock confidentiality. Sure, sure. <sighs> Mary doesn't tell you things about us, does she? I'm... Not at liberty to say. But she does, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. So this was a pretty awkward conversation. When you're gotten out of bed in the middle of the night and told to go be a counselor, it doesn't set you up for success very well. Something tells me that George's strong suit is not counseling people in their problems. But his wife told him to do it, so that's what he did. And in the middle of the night, over a, a hot beverage, sitting at the table, in the midst of an awkward conversation, George stumbles on a really good question to ask Pastor Jeff. And in a weird, awkward way, he says the question, does the Bible say anything about handling your problems? Does the Bible say anything about heartache and such? In other words, I don't have the answers. I love this. When George is like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. But you're a pastor, and I know that you know the Bible. So what does the Bible say? 
Hey, if you're a believer today, if you follow Jesus, if you dig into God's Word, stop doing it yourself. Ask yourself the question, well, what does the Bible say about this? What does the Bible say about my circumstance? What's the Bible say about my situation? Stop asking the question, why? And then lean into God, trust Him, and then let His Word begin to speak to you. You know, the Bible is God's voice to you. Many people will say, well, how do you listen to God? How do you hear God? How do you know what God says? How do you know what God wants? Well, he gave us the Bible and it's every bit of information and wisdom and knowledge and encouragement that you need in the middle of difficult times. Psalm 147 and 3, just what Pastor Jeff quoted to us. He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. See, Pastor Jeff, in that moment, because George prompted him to go to the Bible, he was able to quote life that the Bible had said to him. He was able to recount something, to recall it. He had read it at some point, maybe in his daily Bible reading, maybe in his one-year Bible. Some of you, maybe you read that and you think, well, I didn't get anything out of that today. Well, just when you need it, God will bring it out of your life. Just in the moment of need, Pastor Jeff said, he heals the brokenhearted and he bandages their wounds. You see, this awkward conversation between George and Pastor Jeff, it really revealed an incredible element that you and I both need in times of trouble, and that's community. You need somebody around you that's going to say, hey, what does the Bible say? I know you're going through a difficult moment. I know you're down, and I know you're depressed, and I know you're struggling, but what's the Bible say about it? Let's go to God's Word, and let's see what He wants to say to us, what He wants to say to you during this difficult time. You need people surrounding you when you're going through difficult moments. Thank God, even though it was awkward, even though it seems to be a little bit of a weird conversation, Pastor Jeff had somebody in George in the middle of the night to be able to prompt him to go back to God's Word and say, what does God's Word say about this? Listen to Ecclesiastes 4, 9, and 10. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Two people are better than one. Because if I fall, somebody can help me up. I need people in my life, and so do you. You need good, solid people who will encourage you to chase after God in the middle of difficult seasons of your life. When Jeff's world has been falling apart, Pastor Jeff's wife says, I'm done. I'm gone. I'm leaving. I'm not going to work it out. I'm not going to try it. When it's all crumbling around him, he had some people who would take him in and say, what does God's word says? Let's lean on the wisdom of God and not what we can figure out or understand in ourselves. In this last scene, we see how it all unfolds. Take a look at this. Really? You're drinking in the morning now. What? Oh, look at that. Felt later. Hey, you ever seen the pastor? Did he go home? hasn't come out of Georgie's room. Maybe you found Georgie's magazine. He's a man of God. You're adorable. Pastor Jeff? Everything all right in there? Oh, yeah. I've just been praying, napping, crying. I like to mix it up. Well, how's it going? Good, actually. I have this feeling inside that I should head home. 
Well, then you gotta honor that feeling. That's God. <laughs> You're right. You wanna come with? Do you really want me there while you patch things up with your wife? She's less likely to throw any steak knives if we have company. Um, if you think it'll help, I suppose. Great, let's hit it. Hello? Selena? Oh, big TV. Fancy. La vida es muy corta para estar casada con un perdedor. Te estoy dejando con amor. Selena. Which means? Life is too short to be married to a loser. I'm leaving you. Love, Selena. Love, Selena. Well, that's kind of a mixed message. Yeah. I don't understand why God would tell me to go home just to find out my wife left me. Not that he needs me to defend him, but in God's defense, he didn't say she'd be there. Mary, I hate to say this, but I think it's time for me to move on. I thought even as a teenager, I'd been called to preach the word of God, but maybe that was just my ego. Maybe I'm not meant to do this. Don't say that. You're a great preacher. Thank you. But it's clear. I need to trot a new path. Well, what would you do, trotting-wise? I don't know. Maybe work with my hands amongst men on an oil rig or a fishing trawler. I also know how to blow glass. I could turn a pretty penny at swap meets. Those all sound like solid options. Oh, red light! Red light! So you're over at First Baptist Church, huh? Yes, officer. I'm new in this area. I've been looking for a church. Well, you're in luck. It's a wonderful congregation, and this man right here is our beloved pastor. Oh. Are you his wife? Oh, no, I'm church secretary. He's actually single. Well, technically. He's single. Well, I'll try to come by sometime. Tomorrow's Sunday. He'll be speaking. All right. Maybe I'll see you all tomorrow. You have a nice day. Aren't you going to give me a ticket? Do you want a ticket? He does not. Thank you, officer. <laughs> Pastor. Yeah? You were saying you don't understand why God told you to go home. You get it now? Think I do. You know, in life, sometimes things don't work out the way we think that they're going to work out. Sometimes, no matter how much we pray or how much we want something, you know, the reality is we can't control other people. Pastor Jeff could not control his wife. He could not control the decisions that she chose to make. Even though that she chose to leave and abandon the marriage and not stay and not work and not see it through and not trust God, well, let me tell you, even though she made her decision, and even though he couldn't control it, let me tell you, God is faithful. And for Pastor Jeff, he learned that God works all things 
for our good. He learned that in the middle of our tragedy, in the middle of our hurt, in the middle of our disappointment, God is still there. And I want you to know something today. No matter what you go through, no matter what the outcome of your situation may be, there's a principle that we all need to learn is that God uses everything for our good. He promises that in Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. Listen to me today. God uses all things for your good. He uses all the pain. He uses all the disappointment. He uses all the failure. He uses all of your mistakes. He uses tragedies. He uses triumphs. He uses wins. He uses losses. God uses everything for your good. We just have to learn to trust God. So today, don't feel isolated. Every single one of us have struggles. Every one of us, you and me and everyone watching today, we all are going through something. Don't worry about trying to figure it out. Don't worry about answering the question, why? Just lean in and trust God. Surround yourself with good community and allow God to move in your life. Allow Him to bring you peace. Allow Him to bring you hope. Allow Him to bring you encouragement because all of these things God will use for your good if only you'll trust Him in the process. So today, maybe you tuned in today and you're struggling with something, you're going through something, you're down, you're depressed, you're out, you feel helpless and you feel hopeless, you feel lost in it all. Let me tell you today, if you'll lean into Him, surround yourself with good community and a good church with good people who will encourage you to seek God, God uses every single bit of it for your good today. Hey, here's what I want to do. I want to pray for you right where you are. If you'll just bow your head if you can, close your eyes. If you're listening by podcast and you're in the middle of driving or something, keep doing that. But I just want to pray for us today. I want to pray two things. Number one, maybe you don't have a personal relationship with God and today's your day. You need that personal relationship with Jesus. Maybe you're watching today and you're just struggling and you're down and you're out. And today you need a little bit of encouragement. I want to pray that you would be reminded that God's with you. I want to encourage you to go to God's word and let God work all things your good. So Father, today, thank you for my friends watching online. I pray for every person who may be discouraged today. I pray that in this moment today, God, if there's any person without a personal relationship with you, that today would be our day to say yes. So Jesus, forgive us of our sin. We know we've done it on our own way and we need you. Today we choose to put you first. Today we give you our life. We ask forgiveness of our sin and we dedicate ourselves to you. Today our life is different. Father, for every person that's just struggling and discouraged, I pray for them today that you'd encourage them, help them, motivate them to chase after you because we know that all things work for their good because of you. God, thank you for meeting with us today in a fun but in an encouraging, powerful way. In Jesus' name.